This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation. Call 0845 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien on LBC. Five minutes after 12, you're listening to LBC, where we take our weekly adventure now into the unknown. Rest assured there'll be more reaction and analysis of that astonishing statement from the Home Secretary regarding the Stephen Lawrence murder investigation throughout the afternoon on LBC and on my show at least definitely tomorrow too. But while the world digests those announcements, I invite you to turn your attention to myriad mysteries. You know the the newspaper columns, I know you do, where... People write in with the problem that they've got, not the agony columns, the ones where they say, why do we do this? What's the origin of that? Where does this come from? This is the radio equivalent, and you are going to love it. Well, I hope you are, because it's, well, one of my favourite things on the wireless. Six minutes after 12 is the time. The number you need remains the same, 0845 is the number to call. And what you call with in the first instance is, in the simplest sense, a question. It can't be boring, but obviously you probably don't realise it's boring. Boredom is in the eye of the beholder, so we will entrust our esteemed switchboard guardians to politely inform you to jog on if your question is dull. And it can't be repetitious, so if it's something that we've dealt with relatively recently, by which I mean I can remember dealing with it, then we'll probably politely invite you to sling your hook as well. Otherwise, any question you want. It's something that you've seen and failed to understand. You must know that there's an... You must suspect that there is an available answer. Uh, why are we here? That's not going to work on Mystery Hour. Why are we here, James? What's the meaning of life? Not not the sort of great unknowables of time and space, but the simpler questions. And they can be scientific. Two of our regular contributors include uh, Professor of Robotics at the University of Middlesex and the Professor of the Public Understanding of Science at the University of Brighton. But equally, you can ring up and tell me that you know the answer to a question someone else has posed because you saw it on the telly last night. The point is this. It's about celebrating knowledge. So we don't go near Google for the, for the course of this hour, and this hour alone, increasingly, it seems, in our lives. We don't go near Google. What we do is ask the question on the radio and wait for someone else to ring in with the answer. That's it. It sounds unerringly simple, but you'll have to trust me when I say sometimes the journey is better or more enjoyable than the destination. It's not just about collating the information that we need and collecting the answers that we seek. It's also about having quite a lot of fun in the process. So the phone lines are now open. It gets absurdly busy. I I mean, just bonkers busy. You wouldn't believe how busy it gets. That was before we went national. When we were confined more or less exclusively to London, the the phones went absolutely crazy. But, as, as is attested by the fact that some people managed to get through with surprising regularity, judicious use of redial is the answer. If you hear me say the number, or if you hear me say goodbye to somebody, which frees up the phone line they're currently using, then dive in quickly and book that berth for yourself. Eight minutes after twelve, I don't think you need any more from me. I think we'll crack straight on with Mystery Hour. Godfrey is in St. James. Um, Godfrey, what's your question? Hi, James. Hello. Uh, I was wondering if magnets work in outer space. Do magnets work in outer space? Yep. Why, would, why wouldn't they? No idea, because there's nothing to pull to them. <laughs> there's no gravity. I have no idea. Why do, you no want, why, 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 why do you want to know? Are you planning a trip? No, yesterday I was watching uh, the Gravity, the film. Did you enjoy it? And, yeah, it's real good. 
And it occurred to me that they're not using magnets, not to lose, you know, some equipment. Oh, so like they could put their cup, instead of their cup floating around the the, the spaceship, they could just use magnets to to tether everything down. Yeah, but what about outside of the spaceship? Do magnets work in outer space? Yeah. Godfrey, I love you. All right, okay. That's a brilliant question. Nine minutes after 12. Uh, Velcro, I'd have thought, would be more use, but that's not what he asked. Uh, if you can answer Godfrey's question, the number remains the same. 0845 Do magnets work in... A- do you know, if we ever do a mystery hour book, that could almost be the question on the cover, couldn't it? Do magnets work in outer space? Jack's in Withdean, down uh, it's in Sussex, isn't it, near Brighton? Jack, question or answer? It is. It's a question. Come um, on. Uh, aeroplanes. Yes. When you're at school, you learn how aeroplanes fly, the shape of the wing, the pressure above and below the wing. So we all understand that. Mm. But how can they possibly fly upside down? Yeah. What you learnt at school was how aeroplanes take off. Right, but when they're flying, the shape of the wing, the pressure above and below... No, but, the, no, but, it, but, but the, first of all, you've got flaps on the wing. So you can adjust the, the, the pressure and the shape of the air hitting the wing. But the, the lift and the shape of the plane and the relationship between momentum and gravity and space, that's all about take-off. That's all about getting from the ground into the air. Once you're in the air, you can just flip over. Bob's your uncle. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Come on, Luke. <laughs> what? You're talking you know, to me now. Do you know, Jack, I thought I was going to get away with that until I looked up and saw Jones the Engineer having absolute hysterics in the production booth. Did that not sound like a, like a persuasive academic answer? It sounded... When they do the book of Quick Mystery Hour, that is one of the typical James trying to get away with it answers. <laughs> so... It's plainly nonsense. All right, then. I'll let that pass. Just to clarify, what makes you think that they shouldn't be able to fly upside down? Well, if, if the shape of the wing, you see in all the books yeah. and, and what have you, if that is the method by which the plane stays in the air. Yes. When you go to aerobatic displays, you can't possibly fly upside down. Shoreham Air Show in August, a good example. Yes. I've asked pilots, how do you reckon that works? And they, are ne- they, don't, they can't explain so it. So you want a physics answer? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right to ignore me then, Jack. Okay. It's 11 after 12. Help a man out. Seamus is in Chessington. Question or answer, Seamus? Hi, James. It's a question. Can you hear me okay? Sort of. It's not a great line, so crack on. Okay. Um, it's another physics question, so I'm not sure if you've ever answered this or not. <laughs> Just get on with uh, it. <laughs> uh, is it more efficient, uh, from um, an energy point of view, to take two steps at a time up a stairs, or, or take one at a time? And the reason I ask it is because I often uh, I commute into London all the time, and I can get up the stairs two at a time, But you're but you're more tired at the top of the stairs when you've taken them two at a no, time. No, not necessarily. I think I'm more tired when I take one at a time. But well, then, I'm not sure. Well, then you've answered your own question, haven't you? Well, I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure. I don't know if that's uh, from a physics point of no, view. No, it's biology. I, I mean, so it's heart rate, isn't it? It's exertion versus distance covered. So you want to go up twenty stairs? Well, let's say a hundred stairs. Yeah. And. You want to know... Well, there's three factors here. There's three variables, isn't there? There's distance covered. Yeah, you've still got to lift your weight. And time taken and yeah. exertion. So yeah. you just want to know what the most efficient way of going upstairs is. That's right. Yeah. Not the so quickest it, way. It, not the quickest way, the most efficient way. No, the quickest is most efficient from the body's point of view. Um, 
energy-wise and um, exertion. So you're going at the same pace on both staircases, but on one of them you're going two steps at a time, and on one of them you're going one step at a time, and you want to know which staircase demands the most of your energy. Well, which method is, yeah. is, is most efficient, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I've got a hunch that it's taking two steps at a time is... It's marginally more... But I, I think you're more tired at the end. I think you're more tired at the end of that, and you say that you're not. Seamus, I, 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 you, clearly, you clearly have Actually, a lot of time on your hands while you're commuting. It does. It just depends on... How, yeah, I do spend a lot of time on them. Yeah. But I, I do... <laughs> I think I've seen you a couple of times. Do you ever try and walk up the ones that are going down? <laughs> No, I don't. I don't count that. But actually, <laughs> depends on the pitch of the of the of the tread. Oh, flipping heck, Seamus! I thought this was going to be an easy one. The pitch of the tread, the pace yeah, of the yeah, stepper, the steepness oh, of the goodness, steps, the energy exit. Listen, I stop talking. I've got enough to deal with now. I'll try and get you an answer. Jane's in Ealing. Jane, question or answer? Um, question. Marvelous. Um, yeah, I don't really understand what a rainbow is, and somebody's told me it's once a full circle, but we only see half of it because we're on one side of the earth one half the earth what? but but one day i saw an arc upside down going the other way around and i don't understand how 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 <laughs> how 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 it was up yeah it was up, you have, up you have native american heritage <laughs> <laughs> so well, hang on what's the question what exactly is a what, rainbow what, what is a rainbow is it a up full circle and houses yes or is it just half an arc uh, is it just an arc half a circle and why is it usually always you know uh that the way round that we see it, and how come it was upside down when I saw it upside down once? So just various rainbow-related mysteries. Yeah. But not was Bungle a bear or a? No, I, I can't think of anything else. Of course, Bungle was a bear. What the hell was George? That would be my rainbow-related mystery. A sort of pink hippopotamus. George was a presenter, wasn't he? No, that was Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah. George was a bear. No, George was a hippopotamus. Oh. Wasn't he? He was like a pink hippo. No, Bungle was the funny one with well, the funny face. That was Zippy. Zippy. Oh, right. You don't know anything about rainbow. No, I can't remember. You I don't know, know anything at all about any kind of rainbow. You're the, <laughs> most, you're the most ignorant rainbow person I've ever met in my life. Thank you. That's why you're here, though. We'll get you an answer. I'm James O'Brien. It's 12.15. This is LBC. 20 minutes after 12. What was that? We, we, we're having some sort of debate. I think we should make more of a fuss about that. Uh, Mystery Hour is upon us. If you want to join in, you know what to do. Harvey did. He called, and he's here in Ilford. Harvey, question or answer? Question, James. Great uh, show. Thank you. Yeah, it's been driving me nuts for months. You hang on a minute. Hang, hang on. No, hang on a minute. I like the name Harvey. I've what? got a godson called Harvey. You don't, yeah, you don't meet many Harveys face. these days. No, you know, no, you don't. Not at all. I'm glad we cleared that up. Mate. Carry on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been driving me nuts for months, this is. You know the children's song, The Big Ship Sells on the Alley Alley Oop? Where the hell does it originate from? You might, I think you're, you're going to have to sing it to us, Harvey. The Big Ship Sells on the Alley Alley Oop, the Alley Alley Oop. Is that it? It's a very short remember, song. It, no, but it goes on and on and on. The Alley Alley Oop. What's the, the Alley Alley Oop? I don't know. I don't know where this song originates from. One of your ambulance shows and adverts, they use the tune. <laughs> You can't say that. <laughs> kids need shoes, mate. You can't start dissing the... I mean, all right, the big ship sails on the Alley Alley Oop. You, what do you yeah, want to know? The, the origin of the song or what Alley Alley Oop yeah. means? Yeah, the, the whole bit. The origin of the song, what Alley Alley Oop means. All right, so they're all coming out today. I shall do what I can for you, Harvey. Paul's in Waltham Abbey. Question or answer, Paul? Answer. Cheer up. <laughs> it's the... Uh, 
aeroplane flying upside down. Yeah, how does that work then? Well, it's, when an aeroplane comes into land, basically it reduces the pressure, sorry, increases the uh, pressure on the um, top side of the wing, yeah. allowing the plane to drop. Yeah. When the uh, wing's inverted, as long as the pressure, which is on the underside of the wing, which is now on the top because you're upside down, yeah. as long as the pressure on that side of the wing is lower than the air flowing underneath the wing, i.e. high pressure underneath, what? which is what keeps a Formula One car stuck to the ground, oh. uh, the plane flight, the only difference is the flight controls become inverted. So if you want to climb when you're upside down, you push forward on the stick. Traditionally, if the plane's normal way up, you, you know... Yeah, you that, that's ju- that's just like a challenge on the PlayStation when you have to do a level with the controller upside down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, that, that's the principle why. As long as the pressure on the underside of the wing, which is now facing up, is lower than the pressure underneath the wing, the plane will keep flying. It, there, there is no so I, I was actually right. You were right. <laughs> Jones, a slice of humble pie for you, methinks, and a wonderful round of applause for Paul, although a bit of it's mine. <laughs> and, the, and just to clarify, oh, hang on, I didn't ask what your qualifications are. PPL. Pardon? Private pilot's license. Very nice. VIP. There you go. <laughs> TY. What's that? <laughs> Thank you. Nice one, Paul. Mix in slough. Mick, question or answer? Yeah, it's a question, please, James. Carry on, Mick. Um, yeah, it's for the father-in-law, really. Um, he's a keen golfer, and he wants to know why all golf buggies are uh, left-hand drive. Well, he and can't ring in himself. No, he's not here. Okay. No, he asked me a couple of weeks ago, Did and he? I couldn't answer it. <laughs> and all like his golfing buddies can't answer it. Well, it'll um, just be supply and demand, won't it? I mean, it will be the fact that they make... Left-hand drive, I mean, most countries in the world are left-hand drive countries, and they make yeah. golf buggies according to one fixed template. Well, no, I'm sure, I'm sure they manufacture them um, in the UK. I'm pretty sure about that. So why don't they but, make um, right-hand drive ones? Yeah, exactly, for, 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 our, um, for our golfers. Um, they're all left-hand. Um, just wondering if you could get one of your listeners yeah. to answer that, please. I, I, th- I, I th- hope so. I mean, it's a brilliant one. In a way, but um, I don't know who's going to know the answer. To that we don't need someone who's involved in golf golf buggy manufacture. Yeah, no one knows the answer. We've been well, going through all his golfers, and well, someone must. And they must. They must. They must have a bit of faith, Mick. <laughs> Why are golf buggies all left-hand drive? Oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three. The big ship sailed on the alley alley oop. What's that all about then? And uh, can you explain what a rainbow is? Is it really a full circle where only half of the circle is visible? That's all to do with diffraction and water and, and light. Yeah, you might not want to write that down. Anna Maria is in Camberwell with a question or an answer, Anna Maria. Oh, it's a question, please, James. Yes. Um, I was looking out in my garden the mm. other day, oh, yes. and I saw eight magpies. I did not. Now, you know there's four. There's, like, one for sorrow, two three for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy. boy. I'm just wondering if anybody knows. I know there's a longer verse, Five. and I'm very superstitious. Are you? I'd love to know what eight magpies mean, yes. well, Hang on. How can you be superstitious and not know what eight magpies means? I don't know. I only know the verse up to those three. You know, one for those, sorrow, two know. for joy, three for a girl. Four for a boy. Four for a boy, yeah. Five for rain. Six for snow. Seven for sleet. Eight, I don't know. Is that true? Yeah. Is that the answer of it? Yeah. Oh, are you giving me the answer, James? Thank you so much. I li- I li- no, stop. I lied. I lied. I'm sorry. Oh, did you lie? Yeah, I made that up. <laughs> You're so trusting. I feel terrible. <laughs> 
never mind. I'll get you an answer. I usually know a lot of things. Well, no, I pretend I do, but people aren't usually as gullible as you, Anna Maria, if you don't mind me saying so. I am gullible. One for Zorro, two for Joy. I'll get you an answer. Get Anna Maria an answer. Now. Oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three. Alan is in Kingston. Question or answer, Alan? Alan? Yes. Question or answer? Uh, answer. Carry on. Uh, it's the rainbow question. Splendid. It's the same answer I gave you a couple of years ago. Don't say that, mate. Crikey, keep them, you're like Toto. <laughs> because you're like Toto the dog testing. pulling back the curtain <laughs> to reveal the balding old man pulling buttons furiously. You all thought that was the Wizard of Oz. Don't do that, Toto. Back to the rainbow. All right, just shows, just shows my faith in, um, in the, in the programme. Anyway, yes, it does, yes, you're right. Um, rain, <laughs> rainbows uh, are created by water droplets hitting, um, sorry, sunlight hitting water, water droplets yes. or a lens, and it splits the... Uh, all the wavelengths of light which are in sunlight into its constituent parts, which appear to us as different colours. Yes. Hence the rainbow breakdown with the different frequencies of light. Now, the rainbows are always curved because that's the way the sun projects its light. Ah, yes. And usually, when you're standing looking at a rainbow, there's a big arc in the sky, you've got the sun behind you and the water droplets are in front of you. So the sun, the arc is always that same way that we're all used to seeing it. However, if you look towards the sun in a hazy situation with water between you and the sun, you can get what's called an annular rainbow, so it's circular. And if part of that circle is um, uh, sort of covered by a bit of cloud or something, you might only then see the bottom half of that circular roundabout. So that's, was it Jane who, who Sorry, that, that circular, that circular... Um, so when Jane thought she rainbow. saw an upside-down rainbow, what she yeah, could well, see Yeah, well, it is. It's, it's a small arc. Half a circle. Part of a full circle, yes. But and the you one... You see those if you're looking towards the sun. The normal one is not a circle, it's just an arc. Well, it could be if the, if the land wasn't there. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, I see. So there's, in a sense, there is an invisible rainbow under the ground. Yeah, yeah, but there's no rain down there. <laughs> Correct, well spotted. And was Georgia hippopotamus? <laughs> um, pass. Okay, that's good enough for me. Qualifications, Alan? Um, same as well, last time. I knew time. it before because I was with <laughs> yeah. a scientist, um, and it's the same answer. Give me a round of applause. <laughs> 28 minutes after 12. Golf buggies, magpies, alley alley oop, rainbow we've done. Two steps at a time. What's the most efficient way to get upstairs? Uh, how do flame, planes fly upside down? And do magnets work in outer space? Someone's accused me of being patronising when that question was asked. Godfrey rang in to ask whether magnets work in outer space. Someone texted to say, that's a brilliant question. I can't believe you were so patronising. I told the man I loved him. I made him quite uncomfortable, I suspect, by, by doing so. How can that be patronising? How can I say, Godfrey, I love you? Because the question is so brilliant. And then be a kid. Honestly, some people. Parrish is in Collindale. Parrish, question or answer? Hello, James. Uh, it's, it's a question. Go on, mate. Um, been listening for a long time, but this question has always bugged me. Yeah. Um, what's the difference between a paneer yeah. and the traditional cottage cheese you get from the shops? It's about f- 6,000 miles, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. I, I, I think that's all. Have you tried both? I have tried both. And, and what would you say the difference was? Um, just texture. But, you know, I wanted to know, because the general uh, view is that paneer is quite uh, unhealthy for you. It's quite fatty. Uh, but, um, cottage you know, cheese is quite... the price has gone up in the local supermarket, it's gone up a pound, my cottage cheese, so uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to find out. How do you make paneer? How do you make it? Yeah. Well, you can just bite it in a block and uh, you just cook it with spices. And... No, I know what it is. It's in, in, in Indian cheese. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's Indian but, cheese. But is it made... Uh, is it the curds? Is it the... Wa- Why am I asking you? You don't know anything uh, about no it, idea. do you? No. Exactly. All right. Mutter paneer. Mutter, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like a bit of that. Be careful how you pronounce that. It's something R- rude. 
Does it? Have I, have I just offended, or, 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 or I, I think I'll, I think I'll just go to the news show, like Parish. What? No worries. Have oh fun. no! What have we done? Cheese always gets me into trouble. Half past twelve. Thirty-three minutes after twelve, and uh, I, I'm going to go straight back to the phones on on the mystery hour mysteries because there is a, a bit of a. What would the word be? A flood of callers all on the same subject. So I'm going to put it to bed, and I'm going to put it to bed now with John in Woking. John, question or answer? Answer, James. Go on, John. uh, Number eight is a wish. A wish? Yes. Take it from four. Uh, Three for a girl, four for a boy. Five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. Eight's a wish, nine's a kiss, ten is a bird you must not miss. Qualifications? I was a teenager in the 70s, and I had a bit of a thing for student strength. I'm just going to check with Georgia, because there's a lot of uh, stewards' inquiry-type behaviour going on at the moment. <laughs> Georgia's in Harrow. Georgia, what do you reckon? One for sorrow, yeah. two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret that never should be told, eight for a wish, nine for a kiss, ten for a word that must not be wished, missed, Sorry, yeah. eleven for a letter... And 12 for something better. How's that? It's all right. Wh- wh- where's this confusion between word and bird? I d- oh, he obviously doesn't know it, does he? Ooh, <laughs> fighting talk, John. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What do I know? What do I know? But, but anyway, that, the question was, what's eight for? And you a both... Uh, uh, eight is for a wish. And you I've both... got a magpie fact, if it helps. Well, another magpie fact. Another magpie fact. Oh, go on. I then. spoke to a guy who was a gameskeeper years and years and years... Old boy. Yeah. Years and years ago. And he said the reason why he thought it was one for sorrow is because magpies hunt other birds in pairs. They do. In hedges. Yes. So if, say, Miss Little Robin or whoever he is, Redbreast, is there, and there's only one magpie, chances are there's another one waiting to jump on him from the bush. And that's why he thinks one for sorrow. And my other magpie fact, sorry, sorry. That's all right, carry on. An Irish nurse that I met years ago, and my husband's Irish, and he confirms this, that they used to think it was four to die. What? Yeah, I know. One for sorrow, two for joy, three for a boy, and four to die. And I was talking to this nurse, and I said, oh, four to die? And she said, yeah. And I said, oh, and she said, and I was always scared of getting one magpie. And I said, well, why weren't you scared of getting four magpies? (laughs) Surely four magpies is worse if it's to die. And she went, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's worse, isn't it? John, 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 are you still female. there, mate? I am. I'm just in all of the female Bill Oddie you've got there. What? What? Why is? She, why is she going on about? Have you got any idea at all? <laughs> I haven't, too, mate. Honestly, no. Well, well, yeah. yeah Show a round of applause. Sorry Thank you. Thanks. Oh, you're, you're welcome, George. Anything else on your mind at the moment? No, no. That's it. I'm going to get him back in the bath now. Thanks. <laughs> but what? <laughs> Bye. It's 12.36, it's LBC, it's Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Questions that still need answers. Do magnets work in outer space? George, George, get back in the bath! How can you say that at the end of a conversation? Two steps. What's the most uh, energy-efficient way to get up a flight of stairs? What's that song, the origin of that song, The Big Ship Sailed on the Ali Ali O or the Ali Ali Oop? There's even dispute about whether it's an O or an Oop. Why are golf buggies all left-hand drive? What's the difference between cottage cheese and paneer, Indian cheese? Why does Indian cheese sound funny? Why does the phrase Indian cheese make me... Is it just me that finds that giggle from Indian cheese? Ben's in Alton. Ben, question or answer? Question, James. Yes. Why do you always ice skate anti-clockwise around an ice rink? What? 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 Well, you don't...
don't. You don't. You just you just because everyone else is. I know, but I took the kids ice skating yeah. last week, and I speak to one of the other dads, and everyone was like, ice skating anti-clockwise. Yeah, but only because everybody else was. The first person there that day could have started skating clockwise, and everyone else would have joined in going clockwise. Do you think? Yeah. It's not a rule. You just go the way everybody else goes. And and the reason that we run around running tracks clockwise or anti-clockwise. It's anti-clockwise as well, isn't it? There's a reason for that, which would be the same answer as, as your question, but I've forgotten what it is. I think it's because our left leg is a little bit shorter than our right leg. Oh, that'd be it then. No, I made that up as well. Oh, Why do we run around circuits in an anti-clockwise fashion? And then we'll extrapolate into that ice skating. But next time you take the kids ice skating, if you get there first, start skating around in a clockwise fashion and let me know how you get on, Ben, all right? All right, will do. Mind how you go. John's in Marlow. John, are you underwater in Marlow still? No, it's not too bad down there now. Glad to hear it. Question or answer? <laughs> uh, question, please. Yes? Um, I've just had my stag do on the weekend. Congratulations. You sound a bit battered. Yeah, I am. I'm covered in bruises. Yeah. But uh, I was just wondering, why is it that the male version's the stag and the female version's the hen, when it should really be the doe, or... Don't say it. Should be the rooster. <laughs> <laughs> rooster. Well played. No, rooster, you see? Very much. <laughs> Thank you. When's the big day? Uh, April 19th. Oh, best of luck with it. How was the stag? Where did you go? Um, went paintballing, which oh. I was... Yeah, yeah, I'm still in pain with. Yeah, and everyone just... Turned on you, did they? Yes, that was the idea of it, I think. Yeah. You probably should have seen that coming, mate. Yeah, probably. Let's try and get it. Why is it stags and hens when it should be stags and does or hens and roosters? <laughs> Not another word for <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out for you. Best of luck on the, uh, is it the 29th? Uh, 19th. 19th. Uh, yeah. Best of luck on the 19th. It's 12.39. Uh, Kelly's in Dartford. Kelly, question or answer? It's an answer. Oh, hang on, Kelly. My wife's just texted me. She's in a taxi at the moment, and they've got mystery hour on. So I'm just going to reply and ask her if the driver is laughing at the moment. Can you just bear with me a moment? Da, da, da. There we go. Carry on. Well, what's your answer, Kelly? It's with regards to the Ali Ali O. The Ali Ali what? Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Not the hoop or whatever it was. What, 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 what is it then? Um, basically, it was. I learnt this in history when I was at school. It's probably the only thing I did listen to. Yes. Um, it's Alio means ocean, the Atlantic Ocean. Of course it does. And um, the Atlantic actually sank in September. The Atlantic sank in September? Yes, so that was the song. The Atlantic? Yeah, the, the boat. The Titanic? Know. No, Atlantic. So a boat called the Atlantic sank? Yes, yeah. <laughs> in the Atlantic? Yeah. And it sank, and that was the, the, the whole reason of the song. What grade did you get in history? Uh, a D. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to put this politely. I could probably... So, the Ali Ali, the big ship sailed in the Ali Ali O? Yeah. Where are you getting the Atlantic sinking from? Because... Basically, we, that's what we were told in the history. But what, what, what is this ship, the Atlantic? I've never heard of it. Have you? Well, yeah, in history I did. The Atlantic sank in the Atlantic? Yeah. The big ship sailed in the... Al I'm going to give you a round of applause, Kelly. Okay. 
<laughs> but I'll be honest with you, it's more an act of charity. All right, lovely. Thank all right, you. they all count. <laughs> She'll almost certainly be right. The more sniffy I am with an answer, the more likely it is that I end up looking ridiculous ten minutes later. But I don't quite get that. Alan's in Wilsdon. Alan, question or answer? Question, please. Yes. I'd like to know um, when you take your dog or cat or guinea pig or hamster or something to the vet yes. and they need blood for these creatures, where do they get the blood from? Do you never see it? Advertise that, you know, give blood to your dog or something like that. Funnily enough, you do. Uh, You just don't see it very often. And the reason I know that, mate, is because many, many moons ago, we did it here. There was some big campaign. I forget the details, but they needed uh, certain types of dogs to give blood. And we, we did, I read it out on the radio. Unless someone was yanking my chain. But, but it is just, they have to, you have to go and give blood just like humans do. Some people take their pets along, conscientious pet owners. What about hamsters and uh, guinea pigs? Well, I, I've never heard, to be honest with you, of a hamster having a blood transfusion, but if it did, it would have to have come from another hamster. I would have thought that was obvious. Not really. Okay, okay. maybe it came from a sheep. I've never seen that sort of advertised anywhere to give blood for your, for your dog. Uh, uh, no, but have you ever known of a hamster having a blood transfusion? No, not, not yet, but it's no. possible. Well, yes, it's possible. Lots of things are possible, but if it ever did happen, the blood would have come from another hamster. So someone would have had to decide to donate their hamster's blood. And, uh, and I have seen dogs request. I have seen requests for, for dog donors, dog blood donors. And cats? And cats. I've never seen it. I just, I just, I'm not sure. I've never seen it. Well, I mean, there's lots of things you've never seen, Alan. It doesn't mean they don't <laughs> exist. But maybe if you just put the question out, I'll be you, more happy. You, you've never seen, uh, No. I'm not putting the question out. I've given you a brilliant answer. Well, I'm not, I'm not completely convinced. I don't care. I don't care. The, the answer is complete. Your failure to grasp it is not my problem. I'll, I'll have to accept that, because I'm... Um... I know. All right, thanks a lot. No, cheers. <laughs> Sam's in Richmond. Sam, question or answer? I have an answer, James. Marvellous. Um, right, so the uh, question as to why we go anti-clockwise around the ice rink and, and racetracks. Yeah. Um, essentially, it's because our hearts are placed a little bit to the left of our centre of gravity, and um, it's more efficient to, to run or skate in an anti-clockwise direction. That's right. As to the, uh, as to the opposite. Yeah, so, um, no, that is brilliant. And, and I don't, did they ring a bell? I said it was something physiological, but obviously it's not having one leg shorter than the other. But if you went to a skate rink and you were the first on the ice, and you started skating in a clockwise fashion, everybody else would just join in. They would just skate a little less efficiently. I, I concur. I concur. Qualification, Sam? Well, I actually, um, I, ha- I got this information from a, a very uh, quality radio show called Mystery Hour. We haven't done um, uh, No, this is, this is getting... Oh, we've gone national now, so you can't start pointing out that we've done things before. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Does, does that taint my round of applause somewhat? Uh, well, it's second-hand, but it's still yours. Excellent. Nice one. Thank you. Woo! It's 12.45. It's 12.48, and uh, Julia will be with you imminently. That e-cigarettes conversation is very interesting. I saw that Nigel Farage had recorded a short film in support of e-cigarettes and uh, Brussels' attempts to limit the sale of e-cigarettes. And then I saw that the firm had given him £36,000, so it's nice to see him continuing that fight against traditional politics and standing up for the common man rather than the corporate shills. Uh, back to Mystery Hour. Graham's in Yule. Question or answer, Graham? It's an answer, James. Carry on, Graham. Golf buggies. Golf buggies. The reason right-hand drive golf buggies don't exist is because 
they're not needed. Yes. Uh, cars travel at higher speeds. It's necessary to have a convention of left and right for safety reasons. But slow-moving golf buggies trundle around. There's, there's just no need. And it would be ridiculous in production terms to make a left-hand drive want to go through the engineering that's necessary to convert it to left-hand drive when there's no need. I- even if it's made in Britain? Yes, because, you know, there's, there's no safety reason why you need to then re-engineer something to be right-hand drive, you know. Any company that made a right-hand drive one would be restricting their market. Just to Britain, in a way. I think you're right. I th- I, in a way, it's a, it, it's a slightly disappointing answer, isn't it? It's, 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 yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's almost um, obvious, in a way. It's almost it's just really. because they are. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> you don't like to say because they are. But well, I don't mind. I've got an eight-year-old at home. It's, it's the only option I've got left in most of the conversations mm. we have these days. Why, Dad? Why? Because I say so! Because it is. <laughs> yeah. Would you like a round of applause, nonetheless? I'd, I'd enjoy one. Yeah. Well, that's good. Thank you very much. Do you know, Graham, mm-hmm. you, you remind me of a text that came in a few moments ago. Really? It's not from you, is it? No. Listen to this. Well, what do you think? It's, a, it's, it's your namesake, that's why I mention it. What do you oh, think right. this fella thought he would achieve by sending this text? Apart, of course, from getting it read out. Is it, James, he writes, I have a dislike for you over most things in life. However, <laughs> the hamster blood transfusion conversation was the funniest thing I've ever heard. What the well, hell does that mean, Graham? Well, it's a compliment, I'm sure. It's a sort of... Cl- how can you have a dislike for me over most things in life? What, like food? Well... Air? Travel? Family? What does he mean, a dislike for you over most things in life? Could give a chap a complex. You're so diverse, you talk about so many things. I'd eat, he hates it all. Oh, Graham. <laughs> well, thank God you were here to defend the... Defend the honour of Graham's everywhere. Faith's in Cowden. Faith, question or answer? Answer. Carry on, Faith. I think it's called a stag night and a hen party because a stag is a male turkey and is a it? hen is a female turkey. Is it? Yes. A stag is a male turkey? Yes. I have never heard that before. Are you absolutely so, well, I, sure? It's in my brain. I mean, I might be making a complete fool of myself, but it's Don't back worry. in the brain. You're in great brain. company. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure a, a stag is a male turkey, in which case it would make sense, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. Sort of. But you're going to ask me why I know this, and all I can Hang say on a minute, is Faith. J- j- excusez-moi. <laughs> I'm still in charge. How do you know this, Faith? What are your qualifications? Well, I'm old, and I've kept chickens for 60 years, and yeah. I belong to a poultry forum. Do you? Hmm. How many chickens have you got at the moment? About 18. Can I ask you a chicken-related question while you're here? Yes. One of mine has stopped laying. Well, it will do. It can't lay forever. But it's the same left. age as the one. I've only had them for about three years. Yeah, but how long has it been laying? Well, most, most of those three years. It stopped shortly after Christmas. And the other one, which is exactly the same age, they were from the same, uh, I don't know, yeah, li- litter. Yeah, is but it, it's probably, is it, is it losing feathers? Yes. Well, it's molting and it's going, you have to have a rest. Poor things have to have a rest. But the other one's molting. still laying. The other one's yes, popping them out. Well, that's, you, that's because some chickens go into molt earlier than others. If they have a nasty shock, they can go into molt. I think it might have been linked. I think it might... to them. Okay, so what can I do to help her? You have to... Well, you can't do anything. You just have to let her relax and give her corn, which has got extra protein. So make sure she has lots to eat and she'll grow the feathers back. I'm giving her layers have... pellets at the moment. Yeah, well, that's fine. You okay. can give her a few treats. They like sweet corn. Do they? And then when she... She'll start... Her comb will start reddening up again. Uh-oh. And then she'll come back into lay, but she will be off for a few weeks. Uh, well, it could, it's almost been eight weeks already. Um, 
we had awful weather, haven't we? Yes, yeah, so I, I think, I, is that a link? Is that linked? Yes. Yeah. See, so a year ago, she was laying two a day. Well, she needs a rest then, poor thing. She's having a rest, and mine are only just... Excuse, excuse me a second, Faith. The producer just said back to Mystria. Oh, sorry, sorry. Can, no, no, no. Can you just zip it, please, pal? Faith and I are talking chickens, all right? Yes. Sorry, Faith, you carry on. Well, I think we've, we've, uh, we've answered that question. She's just gone brute. She's gone into my... So I need to hang it. I shouldn't, I shouldn't kill her yet, then. Oh, but she will not lay as many eggs once she gets old. I mean, no, I don't mind that. And, and I, also, I'm not going to kill her. I, I mean, no, no. no I'm going to keep them when they stop laying. Otherwise, the children will kill me. Exactly. So just just give her plenty of time, and she'll come back into lay and reward you again. Oh, thanks, Faith. I've complete... Or if she goes broody, you could put her on some eggs, and yes. she could hatch some chicks. Yeah, that would be nice as well. But you, com- need a co- you do know that she needs that needs a cockerel to do that. We, we, you, 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 I am aware of, of the process of fertilisation. Yes. Okay. So, d- are you going to give me a round of applause? What for? The stag. What stag? The one that's the stag and the hen party. What are you talking about? I thought you were hanging about chickens. We started off with turkeys. You've gone on to chickens. Do you <laughs> want to know anything about guinea pigs? How do they get blood transfusions? I don't think that they probably do. Have a round of applause. <laughs> <sighs> Annie's in Dulwich. Annie, question or answer? Oh, answer, James. Marvellous. Um, it's about the magnets in space. Do magnets work in outer space? Of course they do. Well, I thought they probably they, did. Yeah, they don't require a medium to travel through. They can do it perfectly well through a vacuum. Yes, so how do magnets work? Do we know? Um, yeah, but I'm going to ask you to answer my son, who I just asked the question. I'm very cheeky. So you rang your son, you got an answer, and then you rang me to snaffle a mystery out round of applause. Now, I have to say, James, I was doing it in your best interest. Yes. I was trying to um, vastly increase um, the population, the listening population. My son's at Cambridge University studying physics. I texted him and yes. I said, you have to listen to LBC Mystery Hour. It's the best thing going. Oh, bless um, you. Here's lots of physics questions for you, Charlie. Please phone him up. He said, I can't, Mum. I'm in a lecture. But here's the answer. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I mean, on the one hand, I'm deeply impressed. On the other hand, how important could this lecture really be, Amy? <laughs> I tell you what, he would have said if Charlie was here. He would have. He would have said. I mean, obviously, a magnet emits a beta flux density, which is a proponent of the electromagnetic <laughs> spectrum. This spectrum is composed of two proponents: one electronic, two magnetic, which are angled at ninety degrees to each other, and the propagation direction. Therefore, of course, they work in space. <laughs> I love it. Here's no, a round of applause for you, it. but you have to send half of it to Charlie. Absolutely. Thank you so much, James. I love Mr. Yeah. I love you. Thank you very much. Gary's in Eltham. Gary, question or answer? Answer, James. Bring it on. Staircase. Yes. Ergonomics. Pardon? Ergonomics. Well, when they design a staircase, they did it for a mean height, like a, like a mean average of the height of the population. So, oh. therefore... If you're taller... Hang on, hang on. I need to remind people what the question was. What is the most energy-efficient way to get up a staircase? Is it to go two steps at a time or to go one step at a time? Yeah. Go on. Uh, um, was it Seamus? Yes, it was, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm guessing Seamus is a bit taller, six foot one, six foot two. I'm but guessing if, you're if right. If you are taller, if you was going to design a staircase specifically for that person, the steps would be slightly bigger because that's the most efficient way of travelling up them. Do you know, Mrs. O'Brien and I had our kitchen worktops put a couple of inches higher than the uh, standard factory. Because you're both taller than average. Because we're both a little bit taller than average. Yep. Uh, Is that what ergonomics means? Well, ergonomics is a design when you design something for its its efficient use 
Pull, so, pull, pull. so they measured, of course they did. When they built steps, they, yeah. they measured steps, as in yeah. the steps a human being takes. So the most energy-efficient yeah. way to get up a staircase would be one step at a time, unless you're particularly tall. Yeah, and at that specific height of staircase. I mean, if we was all, you know, sort of five foot tall, the, the steps themselves would have been slightly, the, the, the general height of a staircase step would have been slightly smaller. Would you like a round of, well, qualifications? I haven't got any Jones. That's all right, mate, nor have I. Have a round of applause. I've got a degree in philosophy, but that's got nothing to do with steps. Stella's in Brentwood. Stella, question or answer? An answer for you, hopefully. Carry on, Stella. Um, it's regarding um, blood for animals. Yes. Um, I don't know about any other animals, but I only know about dogs. Um, dogs, there is a programme um, to collect blood for yes. dogs. There is, I know, uh, I read about it. I read it yeah, out on the radio. He didn't yeah, believe me, though, that fellow. Help. He didn't believe me. I'm not, well, he, he should do. I know. Sometimes. What? what? Sometimes. Hey? Not all the time. No, I think... And, but, yeah. uh, I'm going to qualify and make it very specific for you. Yes. They generally um, like to collect blood from greyhounds because That's the right. blood type of greyhounds is quite generic. It's, it, it will do loads of other dogs because it's very general. Here's a round of applause for Stella. But actually half for me, because I, I was right when I go, no, but no, it's only fair. We'll do it again tomorrow from 10. Thank you. I've had a lot of fun this last hour, and uh, that's almost entirely due to you. I'm James O'Brien. This is LBC. The next voice you hear belongs to Julia Harley-Brook.